Welcome to the Manx Theatre Podcast. Hello, and welcome along to episode 25 of the Manx Theatre Podcast with me, Neil Callan. Joining me today and helping me celebrate our quarter-century episode are a couple of cast members from the upcoming Service Plays production of Marion, or The True Tale of Robin Hood. Thank you to everyone who's listened to our previous episodes. If you're brand new to the podcast, welcome along and thanks for joining us. In this podcast, we like to try and keep you up to date with what's going on in theatre on the Isle of Man and to chat to the cast and creatives of upcoming shows to find a little more about the shows and the people behind them. You can still listen to all of our previous episodes through all usual podcast outlets and at manxradio.com forward slash podcasts. Whilst you're there, make sure to subscribe, give us a like, rate and leave a little review and share with all your friends. You can also keep up to date with everything that's going on by following Manx Theatre Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and at Manx Theatre Pod on Twitter. Joining me in the studio today are Christine Sutcliffe and Jeff Pugh from the Service Place production of Marion or The True Tale of Robin Hood. Welcome along. Hi. Hello. Great to have you here today. So we are a week away pretty much from, mm-hmm. from the show opening. Yeah. 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 Getting a bit nervous now, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Twitchy a little bit. Ah. Be it's fine. been fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> yes, just over, just over a week away. Brilliant. So, so, tell us, tell us all about the about the play. Then, for those people who've, who've never heard of it or, or don't know it, well, it's a new play, um, and the service players have managed to to get hold of the rights, and it's a completely new take on an old story. Uh, obviously, we all know the original Robin Hood story. I mean, even you know, in the last, I guess, thirty years, there've been several different incantations of um, of Robin Hood. So this one is a little bit of a different one. The um, It's very current. Um, it's got lots of uh, characters with um, different feelings about who they are and who they want to be mm-hmm. and lots of sort of non-gender specific characters and uh, relationships in all their shapes and forms. So you're playing Marion. I am. So, so the, obviously, this is this is the story of Robin Hood from the the viewpoint of Marion, then, is it? A little bit, yeah, yeah. I don't want to give too much away, but um, definitely, Robin Hood and Marion are an incredibly close pair. Uh-huh. <laughs> Take of that one, mysterious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Jeff, and you're playing uh, the world-renowned Little John. I am playing Little John, yes. And the irony of the name, obviously, uh, goes with me, given that I'm six foot two and rather large. <laughs> uh, but yes, um, uh, it's a, uh, as Chrissy says, it's such a um, a new take on what is an old traditional story. All of the character names that people will be familiar with are going to be in this play, um, with some new ones. But yes, uh, the staples of um, Robin, Marion, Little John, Fry Tuck, they're all there. Now this is a 14 plus production, so mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's a, it's a little racy in places. Yeah. I think certainly naughty. I don't know whether it's racy. racy yeah, no. uh, it's certainly naughty. It's a little bit sort of um, naughty humour rather it's suggestive. than racy. Suggestive, it's suggestive and a little... No one's going to be offended. Yeah. Um, it's not trying to shock anyone. Um, but there are some themes and subjects that are yeah. modern and current. Uh-huh. Which, I mean, 14 is still relatively young. Yes. Very young, in fact. Yeah. Um, but yes... Probably not suitable for less than that, but yeah, it's 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 not offensive, but it's it's saucy and uh, a little bit naughty in places. So it's a but it's a fun night out though. It's a it's a, it's a comedy in itself. Oh, yeah. definitely, it's it's hilariously funny, and we are still um, 
I mean, we've been rehearsing it since we came out of lockdown, really, mm. and we're still laughing just at the ridiculousness of some of the of the lines and some of the characters <laughs> and um you know the the kind of the adult themes things it's almost it's, you almost forget don't you that that's happening yeah. um only and i mean really adult themes is there's like there's same sex relationships and that kind of thing yeah. so it's not really like adult in the sense that there's anything you know that you wouldn't want to share yeah. potentially with a with a younger person mm-hmm. but no i mean you'd quite happily go along with it with your family there's nothing yeah. you know if you're a um shy retiring um late teen perhaps who gets sensitive in front of their parents this isn't anything that's going to really make you squirm in your seat um but uh it's yeah it's just a fun family show with a, a little twist here and there not like avenue q then where it's slightly awkward to sit next to your mother watching it I guess it depends on your mother. I don't mother. know if I'd take my mum. No, I don't know yeah. whether... <laughs> yeah, having said that now and reflecting on what yeah. I've just said. No, I think, no. My, I think yeah, you could take your mum, but should you maybe just, you know, give her a gin first. Yes. I, and maybe I, in a different row. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I took my wife to see... Uh, sorry, my mum my to see my wife in, in Avenue Q, and obviously Emma's up on stage uh-huh. as Kate Monster, and it's like, oh, okay, let's just, let's just ignore this thing, mum. <laughs> 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 okay, so looking at the cast list, then we, we've got quite a quite an array of seasoned professionals and newbies that are in there as well, isn't there? I mean, we've got the likes of Chris Kane, who's been in more service plays than everything than, than probably yeah. has been really. And um, we've got Alex Brindley back on stage as well. Certainly has. Absolutely, yeah. I wonder what he's been promised to get him back on stage. Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously, Alex, Alex. Well, is, he's allowed to play with the sword. Ah, oh, so, it was a train last time he was on stage because I was in Wind in the Willows with yeah. him. So yeah, yeah. so yeah, there, that's uh, something else we should say. We've got lots of sort of fight sequences um, that are great fun. So it's like all action as well as all the other stuff. Exhausting but fun. It's, it's quite sweaty, isn't it? Yes, yeah. yes, and I mean all of them. <laughs> so by the end of rehearsal, it's especially this time of year, and we've been rehearsing almost exclusively in Onkinilim, uh-huh. which is not known for its air conditioning. <laughs> so, it's very warm. It is very warm and quite sweaty. Uh, but looking at us in the list, you've got uh, Lisa Dancox there, obviously mm-hmm. the, the, the seasoned pro of, of the Max Operatic Society. And we've got Toby Smith as well. Toby is utterly hilarious. Bonkers. Completely bonkers. Yeah. But so, so funny. I'm not breaking any confidence by saying he's playing Prince John. But he is hilarious, isn't he? He is. He's very good. He's very good. And I've I've got Toby to thank, really, for being back into this after such a long time out. Toby and I were at school together. And we've kept in touch over the years. But when I arrived back on the island in late 2019 and after the first lockdown, it was bumping into him and Lisa. Yeah. um, Who uh, who persuaded me to to get back into it. And hence, Wind in the Willows last November. But, um, yeah, he was just as bonkers uh, when I was with him at school, and he hasn't changed a bit. I find it hard to believe that he wouldn't... Well, sorry, that, that he had a, had changed from, from teenage Toby. No, exactly the same. He still is teenage yeah. Toby, really. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. A teenager's kind of being kind. He's like a six-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, ten yeah. years too generous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're right. <laughs> he won't mind, he won't mind. Oh, he might, but I don't care. <laughs> So looking amongst some of the younger members, then there's Isabel Walker playing Alana Dale, 
And she was mm-hmm. in uh, Blood Brothers a couple of years ago, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. She played Linda, yeah. So she was she was fantastic. And we've got Grace Aldilla Santos as well. She was in one of the device pieces in, in Theatre Fest a couple of she years was, ago. She was, yeah. She was fantastic in that. Yeah, that, I mean, the younger cast members, I mean, obviously you can go on and name the rest of them, but they are absolutely stunning. Yeah. And, you know, Manx Theatre, I know everyone always says this, but Manx Theatre is in absolutely safe hands, you know, because these uh, kids coming up are just incredible really really good so this show then this play is being co-directed isn't it by uh, lisa Crichton and neil king absolutely and this is this is the, first, the dream team yeah, indeed yeah it's the first outing for neil as well isn't it as, i believe so yeah. well as as a, as a straight play director i think he's had he's been involved with center stage and a couple of bits helping out mm-hmm. but um yeah he's, he was kind of a bit nervous going into this Oh, I think he's having a great time, and he's good actually. Yeah. He's really, really good. He loves the details, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. You know, he's um, and as I don't think Lisa would mind me saying this either, but she, you know, she really likes to focus on the performance and mm-hmm. on the characters, and I'm sure Neil likes to focus on those things too. But Neil really likes the so all of the lighting and the and the design, the set design, and the and the technical details. Yeah, he's all over it. He's with his laptop mm. every time in rehearsal, isn't he? We're getting the yeah. we're getting the um um the sound effects and some of the cues and the music. Brilliant. Um, yeah, he's all over it. Yeah. Spreadsheets, galore, spreadsheets. Probably. Oh, you wouldn't. I would yeah. imagine. Absolutely, yeah. several. Oh, yeah, <laughs> pivot tables and all sorts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it's great working with them as a pair then because each have their own sort of strengths mm. in there that, they, that they bring into it. Yeah, absolutely. Lisa's very much, she knows what she's looking for. Um, detailed notes after each um, after each act um, and at the end, uh, which is really, I find it very useful, knows exactly what she wants and, and Neil really sort of flitting around making sure things are in the right place, right time. So yeah, it's it's been working great. Yeah. And yeah. it's funny for me because I've directed both yes. of them. Right. And now they're directing me and it's, yeah. it's it's fab actually it's just a real thing about the kind of the theatre family that we've got that you just kind of can move in between roles and do different things and, and nobody's deaverish or yeah. you know um, funny about anything it was the last theatre fest actually wasn't it it was yeah. and I was in that cast as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh big happy family isn't it <laughs> <laughs> great um, so Chrissy then you um, you went away, didn't you? You went to the Royal Northern College of Music in I Manchester. Did. Yeah, I was a, a proper opera singer for a while mm. and um, sort of worked all around the UK and and Europe. I've sung a lot of uh, oratorio. I did a lot of oratorio in Europe and um, various opera things in the UK as well. So, yeah, I did a lot of Gilbert and Sullivan. And um, Gilbert and Sullivan is kind of, that's where I started yeah. really with the Manx GNS, my first ever outing on stage was as a I think I was 12 um, and I was I can't remember whether I was Celia or Layla but one of the fairies in Iolanthe so kind of it's weird to kind of you know think that that's where I started and then I kind of went away and did so many other things and then I've come back to the island and I've got lots of other kind of things that I've that I've done now and and now kind of this is my first straight play in my 40s well apart from at college so yeah yeah Fantastic, Jeff. So, how did you get started then? Was it back at uh, back at King Williams College? It was, yeah. So, I was um, I was probably in little school productions before that, um, but it was it was really sparked at, at King Bills. Um, I was picked out fairly early on um, by the music teacher at the time to go and join the choir. So, my my start was in in the chapel choir as a chorister, travelling all over. Uh, the UK and Europe we were very lucky at the time wow. um, 
but then has to be on stage as well and first roles really i sometimes get them mixed up but i was in um all of the the school productions which order they came in i've no idea but i played <laughs> willy nilly in under milkwood lord brockhurst in the boyfriend and into house play competitions so i directed a uh, in my final year there i directed blackadder goes fourth episode wow. um playing um general melchett so yeah that was um the formative years and then came the gap <laughs> <laughs> we've all got a gap somewhere in there you know some of them longer than others <laughs> yeah mine was quite long yeah 25 years that's a, a sizable gap really, isn't it <clears throat> yeah thanks um yeah it, it was a big gap i was um off gallivanting in the military and although there were possibly loads of uh, opportunities to get involved in all sorts of stuff and i did get involved in skits that we did on board yeah. um, on board ship and in various locations you wouldn't call any of it a production or a play <laughs> or a musical of any sort um so yeah it was really coming back to the island in november 2019 and bumping back into toby and dragging me back on stage yeah um but yeah here we are great brilliant so over the years then obviously you've played lots of roles Chrissy, mm-hmm. what would you say? Think is your your favourite role, or maybe maybe a single role is not one we can we can pin you down to. But if you give us a a ballpark, a small summary, <laughs> I think it's always nice to to play things at home. Yeah. And when I first came back to the island, because um, I came back when I got married, and I was the first sort of couple of years when I was married, I was doing a lot of travelling to and from working still, and then I um I fell pregnant. And I was doing, I, I auditioned um, for The King and I, for mm-hmm. Taylorian. Yes. And sort of the, the two things happened at the same time. I sort of thought, well, I'm going to stop traveling because you need to be in the right place to do the thing to get yes. the baby, don't you, at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I stopped traveling and I thought, well, okay, this is coming up and I'll do this. And um, it was just so lovely to be back in the gaiety I often sort of say to my students every audition that I've ever done everywhere in my mind's eye I've done on the gaiety stage so and always because like you have to kind of you know give yourself kind of a nice chance in the auditions but I've always done it on the gaiety stage and it was always lovely and it was so lovely to come back and um it was so brilliant to do Mrs Anna for Taylorian Mm. Uh, but about I think about three weeks before we went into the theatre, my morning sickness kicked in with absolute vengeance. Oh. And um, so, yeah, that was that was all kinds of fun. <laughs> but it was, especially with two teams of kids, you finish with one team and they're like, right, we'll go again now with the other team. You think, oh my goodness, I'm actually going to die a little bit. <laughs> but um, Matt was absolutely brilliant. JC was absolutely brilliant. So, um, yeah, I was able to able to do the do the thing so that was I guess that was kind of like a favorite definitely yeah. and a favorite time in theater yeah so you say there about about the auditions I'm, I'm sure that you've probably auditioned in some very different places mm-hmm. whether whether it's been theaters or small back rooms yeah and... not that many back rooms <laughs> Neil, but yeah <laughs> <laughs> no I know exactly what you mean There's you can sort of you know get a little um little rooms and stuff but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had that when I, uh, about 20 years ago, I was auditioning, trying to get myself away to, to drama school. Mm-hmm. And I'd been rehearsing with uh, Chris Mabry, who's one of the teachers up at uh-huh. uh, St. Ninian's. And 
I'd been rehearsing down at the Manx Operatic Rehearsal Rooms and I'd been practising for, for a, a big room or a big hall, maybe maybe a theatre. And then one of the auditions I went to, I think it was Rose Bruford, and I was literally in a room that was half the size of this studio, uh-huh. if even that. Yeah. And the, the the person who I was doing the, the speech to was about as close as we are now. It was like sort <laughs> mm-hmm. of six foot away at, at absolute most. And they go, oh, OK, I need to pull this back a little bit then. <laughs> <laughs> So Jeff, then I'm, I'm assuming there's you've probably got a, a more limited range of, of roles to choose from. But what would you say is the your favourite role that you've played in over the years? From back in the school days, I would I'd probably say Lord Melchett. Uh, sorry, General Melchett. Yes. Um, in Blackadder, um, most of the roles I I was involved with were comedy roles um, or the quirky roles, mm-hmm. um, and I think just the pro- how we produced that show. You know, this was pre-internet. This was pre anything really um i remember me and one other guy we sat in front of the tv in the house room and with the episode that we'd chosen and we wrote the script by hand by writing it down from from the screen pause the video pause the video yeah the vhs yeah Yeah. and and rewind and and go again (laughs) and how naive and and um unknowledgeable we were we then thought well we we better ask if we can do this because Mm. are we allowed to um and so I wrote a letter to Ben Elton, you know, to ask whether we could use it, just naively. Yeah. Um, and we got a lovely little letter back um, saying, yeah, great, thanks, off you go. Great. Um, but the, the, the it was for a, a, a competition. It was the Interhouse Play competition, yeah. so it was short. Um, but I think that probably was the the most enjoyable role because of the um, the setup and the and the production of it. But I just loved being on stage. It was, yeah. you know, it was all of the roles. All of the roles were great, but that's probably the one that sticks out. Yeah, we've spoken with Alex Brindley before. Um, the last time round, was it uh, Blackout of the Third, I think they did, plus the, the Christmas Carol, and he was saying about how the, the, the stage scripts for these shows just don't exist, and no. what they'd had to do was sort of put the two or three episodes together and say, right, that's what we're going to do, and that's going to be our, our show for the evening, and mm-hmm. then write to, to Ben Elton and, and Richard Curtis and say, can we do this as a show? And they yeah. come back and go, yeah, fine, crack on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> Brilliant. I just hope that there are other shows that we can we can do like that at the end. That we <laughs> yeah, put a few things together. <laughs> exactly. And we were talking with uh, with Charlie and, and Alex on on the last podcast, and we discovered that we're all friends of Inside Number Nine, and they're uh, about half an hour. Yeah, perfect, perfect for a one act festival, aren't they? So yeah, so that'd be great. But I'm, I think they're a little bit more more guarded about their material. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would imagine. But well, that so. said, I do have a book of the script. So oh, well, there we go. <laughs> Sounds like sounds like a yes to me. Yes. Like, yeah. Absolutely, no legal problems there whatsoever. <laughs> they always say better to ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so um, let's have a look. What else have we got on the list? I say, what? Are, oh, here we go. What are the best and or worst costumes you've ever had to wear, Chrissy? Um, so the best costume. This was actually at college um, at the Royal Northern and I had it made for me. They There was kind of like a big revival of um, early music whilst I was there. And I did a show called The Ephesian Matron. It's a, It was like a one-act opera and she's in mourning, this matron. And I just remember there was a guy, Rob Minardi he was called, I haven't thought about him in absolute years, and he was the corpse and he laid on there the whole, laid on the slab the whole time. And this Ephesian matron was kind of like wailing and flailing. But the costume was like a sack back dress. It was absolutely the most amazing costume ever. Uh-huh. And um, 
the wardrobe mistress at the Royal Northern made it to my measurements wow. and I probably wouldn't fit in it now but it was very lovely anyway so and it was like a widow's weeds and all of that stuff so not a wow. cheerful costume but mm. a really grand amazing costume and the worst costume I don't know. I always seem to get the bottom of the costume box. Yeah. So I've had I've had quite a few bad ones. Um, I think years ago. Um, now now you kind of still hire costumes, yeah. but there are better products available now to freshen up costumes. Yes. And I think it used to just be they would sort of hang them outside for half an hour. Yeah. So. Any costume that smells already of somebody else's body odour before you put it on would be my worst costume. Yeah, and a few of those back in the day. Yeah, yeah. there's a big tick on that one, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about yourself, Jeff? <laughs> well, all of the productions I've been in have been a lot more uh, low-budget, low-key. Um, I don't think I've had a bad costume or even a good costume. They've, <laughs> they've all been great. Any day in costume's a good day. Um, I've had some... This costume, I have to say, it's yeah. very um, hot, isn't it? It's very hot. I have three layers of fur. <laughs> wow, uh, not not real fur, of course. Um, but yeah, that's that's. Um, it's not a bad costume. It's just a difficult costume. I do remember, and I don't even remember what the play was, but um, my dear mother, no longer with us, remembers a story and kept on telling it all the way through my adulthood of a time where she had to um, go and pick up a few bits of costume that I needed for a particular play uh -huh. and she went into um, I think on the end of Prospect Terrace there used to be a, a hosiery shop or a, a clothing <laughs> shop and she went in there and she, yes, she, it's going to be a bra or tights it's, this, isn't it? it's, I can it's feel it the latter uh -huh. <laughs> it's good, the latter good. and she went in there and to the lady who I think she knew and she said um, I'm after some tights um, oh of course madam um, what size do you need and she went um, large, I think. And the lady was like, oh, madam, madam doesn't need large. And she went, oh, no, it's not for me. It's for my son. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I don't know whether that counts as a bad costume or a good costume. It felt great. Um, but, yeah, that was that's probably the um, uh, the, the most embarrassing um, costume story. I remember when I was about uh, 16, I think it was, doing the, the Peel Pantaloons, mm -hmm. and uh, Ben Hartley was the, the dame that year, and he was taken off by his mum into Marks and Spencer's to go bra shopping for him. <laughs> <laughs> Not the kind of thing you expect to take your son to, is it? Right. <laughs> Although these days. <laughs> yeah, and in the play indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah, back in the 90s was a different story. Okay, so the next one here, this is more of a, a, a trickier one for, for some people. This is our gender swap. So which role would you look most like to play of the opposite gender? Hmm. You're going to have to go first. Oh, great, thanks. <laughs> well, I would say uh, there's probably enough gender swapping in this production to last anybody a lifetime. Uh -huh. um, if I was to play someone of the opposite gender, gosh, I don't know. I, I haven't got a particular character in mind, but just, um, you know... A musical with a real belter in it um you know i think i'm a huge fan of um and not particularly knowledgeable about musicals but yeah the, there's the the powerful the more powerful voices mm -hmm. i think if i could 
emulate something like that, and obviously that Chrissy can do it, um, anything like that would yeah, be actually we, fantastic. We, we're talking about musicals with with great women's parts. In the Max Operatic Society have just announced that they're doing Sweeney Todd next year. Mm. Yes, and Mrs. Lovett is a fantastic yeah, part. Really good. And part. I think that was that was the part that I chose when I when I chose my gender swap. I think uh, I went okay. for Mrs. Lovett because yeah. she's got, she's got some great numbers. Come on, then, Chrissy. What's your choice? Again, it's like it's a really, really, it's a really hard question because there are so many fab male roles. It's Little John in this play, isn't it? It is a little bit. I've got Little John envy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there is there is gender swap that I am that 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 I am potentially um, privy to for mm-hmm. this play, so that's good. But. I don't know. It's so hard. I mean, there's so many great male roles. I mean, Jean Valjean, mm. you know, or Phantom, yeah. or um, I can't think of his name. Adam in Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Yes, I think that's a great one because mm, he yes. just gets to kind of storm around and be an absolute, not very nice piece of work. But then we all love him in the end. Yes, a lovable you know, rogue. So, yeah, anything lovable rogue. You know, yeah, that'd be quite good. N- nothing too drippy. <laughs> oh, definitely not drippy. No, no, no. no can't bear Mr. Salafane. Always want to be Billy Flynn. Sorry, dude. I, I loved Mr. Salafane. I know. Salafane. I know. It's it's just a character that I can't get my head around. <laughs> you know, I like a girl, a strong man. Brilliant. <laughs> okay, um, so the Spotify playlist. Then this is something that we set up about a year ago. Now it was um, just after we came out of the first lockdown. And uh, we decided that we would use Spotify and we would set up the, the ultimate musical theatre playlist. So Neil and I both put 10 songs in because 10 songs each, 20 songs, is a better starting point for a, for a playlist than, than two songs. And then from each podcast that we've had since then, we've asked our guests to add a song to the, the playlist. Um, so some of the highlights that we have are... Well, Emma Callan chose West Side Story Overture because she wanted the West song from West Side Story but couldn't decide which one and thought, well, the Overture, it's an old-fashioned kind of Overture. It covers them all. It uh-huh. has them all, yeah. Yeah. Um, what else have we got? We've got Being Alive, that was Perry O'Day from Company. Chloe Shimon chose Tight Connection to My Heart from The Girl from the North Country. Nikki Openshaw chose You Will Be Found from Dear Evan Hansen. Tim Keyes chose Younger Than Springtime from South Pacific. And in our last episode, Charlie Williams chose From Now On from The Greatest Showman. And Alex Armstrong chose Children Will Listen from Into the Woods. Some crackers on there, There isn't there? There are some absolute belters on that list. So, Chrissy, Jeff, who wants to go first? Ladies first. So, mine, when I was thinking about this, I wanted something to kind of represent a little bit about why we're here and a little bit about, you know, um, the Robin Hood uh, made Marion story that we're we're putting on next week but then also I thought about representing all of us um so I chose um I am what I am from Cajo Fall because I think we're all a little bit bonkers in this world uh, of theatre you know anyone who wants to dress up and pretend to be somebody else has got to have a screw loose a little bit so um yeah that's my choice and it's for it's for all of all of us nuts what marvellous. Do you know, just just once, one year, I want someone to come on the Songs from the Shows class in the Guild in full, fabulous drag and, and sing that. Oh, wouldn't it be fab? Brilliant. <laughs> Jeff, what's your choice? Well, I, I did have a look at the playlist, um, and there are just so many to choose from, including the ones that you've said, but I suppose I'd pick something that I've seen more recently and loved, Um and I'm hoping it's not on the list. I didn't see it, although I did see another song from the same show. But it'll be You'll Be Back from Hamilton. Yep, that's not on the list. So 
Brilliant. The the King George yes. song. It's just the Jonathan Groff um, version from the um, the recording. Original broadcast, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, he's he's incredible anyway, but that particular version um, is 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 great. It encapsulates my humour. It encapsulate encapsulates my musical taste, and yeah, great song. Love it. It is, it's, and it's such a, a change of pace in, in in the whole show when he in, comes on. It's like well. nothing else in the show, is it? Yeah. No. Okay, so we are then just over a week away from from opening. So it's the. 8th, 9th and 10th of That's July right. yeah, mm-hmm. with the Gaiety Theatre mm-hmm. it's evening performances only because mm-hmm. of the fact that it's a 14 plus tickets are obviously on sale now that's right, so Villa Gaiety or 600 555 and um, the Welcome Centre and all the usual outlets Brilliant. come and see us, you'll have a great time I'm looking forward to it, I need to get my ticket sorted right, well thanks for joining me today um, thank you for having us and I Indeed. wish you all the very best of luck Thank you. thanks very much You're listening to the Manx Theatre Podcast with Neil Cullen. And with that, we bring episode 25 to a close. Thanks once again to Chrissy and Jeff for joining me on the podcast and tell me all about the service player's upcoming production of Marion or the true tale of Robin Hood. Remember to like and follow our social media pages to get notifications of upcoming episodes and events. Don't forget to check out our Spotify playlist by searching for Manx Theatre Podcast. If you have any events you'd like us to talk about or promote in a future episode, you can contact us through our social media accounts or by email to manxtheatrepodcast at gmail.com. All that remains is for me to say thanks for listening, and I hope you join me again next time on the Manx Theatre Podcast. I've been Neil Callan. Goodbye. The Manx Theatre Podcast. Taking a look behind the scenes of Manx Theatre. actors alive for me.